from electronic fuel injection to the power sports toys that fuel your weekends, join Walbro each month for Talk and Shop as we discuss all the machines that make life better. Welcome to Talk and Shop by Walbro. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern, and joining me is Mike Petullo. He is the Senior Engineering Manager at Walbro. Mike, thank you so much for joining me today. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, Walbro is the global market leader in engine management and fuel systems for the outdoor power equipment, uh, recreational, marine, and personal transportation markets, and a leading supplier of high-pressure aluminum die casting to various industries, just in case you didn't have uh, a background knowledge on what Walbro is and what they are doing. And Mike, what I want to talk about today is really just kind of uh, talk about Walbro's experience in the marketplace. Um, And this is an industry where history and experience really means a lot. So how does Walbro's record of reliability over 70 years really set you apart in this marketplace? Well, obviously, Tyler, I haven't been here the whole 70 years, but uh, <laughs> we uh, we do have a very good reputation we built up over that time frame. Uh, we have been the largest carburetor manufacturer in the world for quite some time, and I don't know if that still stands, but uh, we've gained a lot of experience through that. Uh, we've faced pretty much all the challenges that you could face in the in the carburetor fuel system world, and we still have a lot of internal knowledge to address those kinds of challenges. So our products over the years, we've developed products that are resistant to, especially ethanol fuels, that have, it's really made it a challenging environment. Absolutely. And, you, you know, you, we kind of talked about the, the years of experience and that sort of thing. And, and you gain kind of that, that knowledge, I suppose, Walbro as a company does. And included in those years is is a lot of that knowledge. And it, it can't be, I suppose there's no shortcuts to that is what I'm trying to get at. Just that uh, you have to have that experience because you learn a lot over time and you come up against different challenges. And that enables you to create products that stand the test of time. Well, it's you're right. It's, it's institutional knowledge. And some of that kind of understanding of the uh, challenges we face, you just can't, you can't put it down on paper. It's, it's in the heads of the people that have worked here all these years. So, uh, for example, our, our, our parts that are used in our carburetors that we sell, you can't just pick those up and say, well, I can see how that's made, uh, especially the diaphragms. Uh, it's a, it's, there's a lot more to it than what what you can see yeah that that's that's absolutely right just that um there's a lot more that, that goes into it than what meets the eye. And one of the things that uh, you've been coming up against quite a bit is combating copycats and counterfeit manufacturers that are kind of trading on the Walbro name and reputation. Um, and this is obviously damaging to everything that Walbro has built over the years. Just uh, people that, you know, that might just take what meets the eye and, and try to copycat that without the years of experience and ingenuity built into it. Well, and it, you know, it's just saying it's damaging to us, and it is. But the real challenge is, is the people out there that are buying these products, and in a lot of cases, they're being deceived that this is a Walbro genuine part, or it's by Walbro, or Walbro has somehow approved it, and none of the above is true. And so they think they're getting parts, good parts, for their repair for their. Uh, engine that they're going to work on, and in reality, they're not. 
Well, so I'm sure that you've then had conversations with or interacted with customers that have bought these phony products and are probably unhappy. And that has to be frustrating for you. What's that like when you have these kinds of conversations with uh, with unhappy customers because of that? Well, again, it's it, it's it's um, frustrating for us. I've had conversations with individuals who have are they're just generally having problems with the parts they've purchased or the carburetors, the replacement carburetors, and I'll get five, ten minutes into the conversation and then find out, well, this is not even a Walbrill. They didn't get a Walbrill. They thought they did, but they didn't. We, I, I, There's questions I can ask to find out what they really have. So then not only are we frustrated, but now the this customer I'm talking to on the phone, he's really upset. Uh, I, it's very common for me to get uh, the comment back from people that have bought these products that say, oh, I did that once. I'm never doing that again. But it's a challenge. It's it's tough to figure out when you're online or, and typically it is online, um, and trying to find the kit you need for your carburetor or the repair parts or the actual replacement carburetor. It's tough to figure out whether that, is that really Walbro or is it just somebody using the Walbro logo, the Walbro name, replaces Walbro, all of those um misleading all that misleading information basically to try to lure you into buying their products and as you said before by using the Walbro name yeah and this can be really damaging right it, it first of all it's it's time consuming for whoever uh, ends up you know with the incorrect uh, product with the the counterfeit product but also then uh, you know that can damage their uh, the engine of of you know the, their machine that they're using and that sort of thing which in the end is costly it's it's damaging and it, it's a frustrating experience like you mentioned well yeah in depending on the parts that they buy and what they're going on it there is potential to actually damage the engine especially in a if it creates a lean condition but I think it's it's for a lot of these guys, I mean, they like to go out in their shop on the weekend. Um, they get everything ready. It might take a couple of weeks to get the parts they need to get to do a little research on the repair they, they have to do. I mean, for example, their chainsaw is not running right. And it always ran right now. It's not. And so they're trying to figure out what's wrong with it. And they think they have everything lined up to do the repair and get their chainsaw running a good so they can go out and do the work they wanted to do or or spend the rest of the weekend doing what they want to do, and now they have to start all over. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have the right parts, or they tried to put the parts in, it didn't work, it made the situation worse. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. How can people then double-check and make extra sure? Is there a way, and I know online is always confusing and it's tricky, especially with pictures and images and people can kind of put what they want to put. Is there a way for people to double-check their products? Can they call Walbro or something along those lines to make sure that what they're getting is a genuine Walbro product? We label everything, obviously, that we sell. And it'll have Walbro, um, the carburetors, the replacement carburetors, and I'm using carburetors as an example but we, I mean, we sell a lot of other aftermarket products, but the box or the the part itself will say Walbro right on it. We have had some success at um, preventing our copycat competitors from putting the word Walbro right on the product they're selling you. Now, they'll do that quite often on their internet site, their eBay site, Amazon, whatever, but... When you actually get the product, if it says Walbro on it, there's a high likelihood that it is a genuine Walbro part or product. 
And is Walbro doing anything to kind of go after the counterfeiters or anything like that? Again, I know I know it's kind of difficult in today's day and age with the internet and all of those things. Is there any way that you can that that Walbro is trying to prevent this from happening? Well, we we are becoming a lot more aggressive in that area. Uh, we currently have a, a case pending with the International Trade Commission for uh, for people that are people, uh, companies that are uh, infringing our patents. And so we we filed a very large case going after many, many companies that we've found to be infringing our patents. Uh, this this is more really of a trademark issue also. So if, if there are companies that are violating our trademark, uh, infringing on our trademarks, we are becoming more aggressive. We have to. We have to. Our reputation's at stake. Uh, if we just let it go completely and everybody used our name, then we could be at serious risk of not knowing whether a Walbro product that failed was even a Walbro product or not. And it might say Walbro right on it. So, yeah, we become we are becoming more aggressive going after online sellers that are using our name to sell inferior products. And beyond that, just uh, e- even as you compare Walbro products to your direct competitors that aren't trying to actually steal or copycat your products, you feel like your products go up against any any other products on the market. And so you feel confident saying that, uh, hey, if you use Walbro, if we put our name behind it, it's something you can stand behind. Oh, absolutely. We, we, test, we test everything thoroughly. Uh, a good example is our new Walbro carb cleaner. Uh, we tested that every which way we can think of to make sure it's not going to damage our carburetor parts. Um, there's nobody else can say that. No one else can say that they have t- tested their particular carb cleaner, whatever brand it is, to make sure that it won't damage the diaphragms in a diaphragm carburetor. I mean, they don't have the facilities. They don't have the knowledge. There's just no way for them to do that. So, I mean, all of our parts, we don't sell them unless we would use them ourselves and, and be confident. So we, we joked at the beginning of the podcast, you haven't been there all 70 years of Walbro being around, but I believe you joined Walbro in 1988. So you've been there for over 30 years now. How has that experience really, uh, what have you learned throughout that experience and how have you seen Walbro really grow as a business and as a company in that time? Well, yeah, in 31 years, I've I can't say I've seen it all, but I've seen an awful lot. And the market has changed considerably. Uh, we didn't really have emissions laws, uh, so to speak, back when we started. And well, when I started in 88, and those came along in the early 90s, which really uh, made the units that uh, small engines. And I, and by the way, my career at Walbro has been pretty much all small engines. So chainsaws, blowers, weed trimmers, um, small engine, uh, lawnmower applications, that kind of stuff. So uh, that's my experience in my history. But since the early 90s, when the emission laws started taking taking effect, then the engines all had to run leaner. Uh, It really stressed everything. Engines run hotter when they run leaner. So there isn't a lot of margin for error anymore like there was back in the early 80s and even into the early 90s. So that has changed. The fuels have changed dramatically. It wasn't uh, probably five, six years ago that E10 was difficult to even find. It wasn't very common. Well, now it's 
nationwide and E15 is, is starting to become more and more common. Uh, once you get above E10, you start to see a lot of potential problems with rubber and plastic parts. In fact, the worst, the worst ratio is about E20. Um, once you get past E30, E40, then it starts to become more corrosive. Uh, all the way up to E100, but we we see a lot of instances and we hear a lot of um, first-hand accounts of people testing fuel and finding out that it's not E10, it's about E18 or E25 or all kinds of crazy numbers. Well, it's, it's a challenge to make our parts stand up to that kind of uh, environment. Uh, but we, when we've tested side by side with our copycat competitors, it's just there's no comparison. You might sometimes those parts don't last even a few months, and they go bad. So you 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 think about you're going to do your repair, you're going to get all the parts, you're going to pay your own your hard-earned money, and your repair may not if it works to to begin with, it may not last very long. Right, which just kind of, uh, I think, solidifies the point just that uh, Walbro products are the best you're going to find on the market and the ones that you can rely on and stand the test of time, just like the company has stood the test of time over 70 years now. So I think that all just kind of ties together really nicely, um, just that, that Walbro products are reliable. And again, if you want to spend your weekend uh, trying to repair your lawnmower or, or something like that, that's you know that that's up to you. But uh, but uh, Walbro products are going to be the ones that you can rely on uh, for a lot longer than copycats or counterfeits. Yeah, I think it, it all comes down to I think people buy them because they're a few dollars cheaper in some cases. And is that really worth your is that worth your weekend? I, I think that's a great question because uh, I would certainly rather be, uh, you know, get the work I need to do, do done quickly and then, uh, you know, be planted on the couch watching college football or something like that. Or, or whatever else you want to do. Sure. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. That is uh, Mike Matulo. He's the Senior Engineering Manager at Walbro. Mike, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about this. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you.